1: Hey, it's Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. Inside the Birds is... What's going on, everybody. It's Jeff Mosher and Adam Kaplan. Another Inside the Birds. Uh, like we mentioned in our last podcast, Adam, um, we're off schedule a little bit. We've already done our tape review, although we've got some uh leftover notes that we want to do empty the notebook with about the Eagles lost to Tampa Bay. Got some transactions, and of course, we're going to kind of call this the um the quarter poll <laughs> review of the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, because you know, it's not right, it's 17 games now, six in, yeah. and that seems like you know quarter, third, whatever you want to call it. Quarter plus, uh, yeah, we're
2: called the quarter plus
1: poll. Yeah, the the quarter plus poll. So we'll get into some things like that. Um, We had a little bit of a scheduling, you know, uh, uh, difference this week. We were on the Fanatic on Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. So it was a great uh, show, I Mm -hmm. thought, because, uh, you know, obviously Tuesday was the day that Sixers Twitter blew up and Sixers News blew up with Ben Simmons getting thrown out of practice. And you and I – Came on at six o'clock and it's like, well, we can't just go straight to Eagles here with all of this Ben Simmons stuff so prevalent. So we found a really nice way to kind of fuse what was going on with Ben into what it's like covering the Eagles and some of their drama and going back to T.O. And we found similarities there. And so it was a great show. If you missed it, it's 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 podcasted on the ninety seven five fanatic website. I believe you go to evening shows right at and then you, they they usually uh, split it up an hour one, an hour two. I
2: know yeah, yeah, actually, I, th- I think they actually do it all together. Oh, cool. And this cool. one, yeah, and then we'll be back on Monday because we. the reason why we did Tuesday is because of Sixers and Flyers conflicts. They had a Flyers game on Tuesday, oh, Monday, Monday. It was a Monday, Sixers 600 Flyers played Monday. I don't remember which day. Yeah, they anyway. were Kraken.
1: Is it Kraken or Kraken, the Seattle team? Oh, that, the Kraken, uh, yeah. And Dave it Axel's the Kraken, the right? Yeah. Kraken, yeah. Cool. Cool yeah. name, huh? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So yeah, the Flyers won that game that night. So um, that was good. Um, Obviously we'll have our Eagles. I want to repeat for uh, fans of our pregame show, those who tune in, our time is going to be 10 a.m. till noon. We know it's a four o'clock game. We don't want to interrupt your one o'clock football viewing though for other teams. So we're going to be 10 a.m. to noon as normal. So make sure you catch us. Greg Cosell will be back. Adam and I have spoken to Greg in the last few days and, um, he's got some notes that he can't wait to share (laughs) because remember Brian Baldinger filled in for him last game. And so Greg's got two weeks of notes that he wants to unload on the pregame show. So it's going to be a good one. So make sure you're tuning in 10 AM inside the birds, Facebook uh, platform. It's also on Twitter. I'm sorry. YouTube platform is what I meant to say. It's also on Twitter. It might be on Facebook too. At this point, it's on uh, on all of our social media. Yeah. 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 So um, and then let's see, anything else we wanted to get through? Oh, your Twitch show is on Thursday now, right?
2: Yeah, I'm back on, right, because we were doing our pregame show last Thursday, so very quickly here. Mm-hmm. You could actually watch the Den- the Broncos-Browns game with me r- live uh, with Twitch's deal with the NFL. So what happens is I give commentary. Now, I talk about all 32 teams, not just one particular team, but we're obviously covering that game. But we had a lot of Eagle fans show up. It Was actually really cool. Um, in fact, uh, one of the guys said that it felt like the Manning show, where they. I was just about to say, the- is
1: it the Kaplan cast? Is that what we? Call it's it? really cool, but
2: here's the funny thing. Yeah, yeah, my voice would crack. No, um, what was funny is they didn't tell me not to talk over the commercials until like halftime. I didn't know. So, uh, like an idiot, I was talking about the commercial. So, I have to be quiet once the commercial starts. So, once what? And, the guys, you know, we're good. And here we go. We're, uh, you know, I, I just know to shut up. It's actually really funny. It was so cool. Very few technical glitches. It was, we did the first game we did was the Rams, a Seahawks game when Russell Wilson hurt his middle finger. Right. But it, it was wonderful. We had a nice little crowd there. And they're going to do more promotion for it. So, it, it's it's free. You can watch along with me. It's really super cool. What's and, the name uh, of your YouTube?
1: What's the name of your Twitch channel?
2: Thanks. Yeah, it's the the Adam Kaplan Show on Twitch. Adam so Kaplan So just show uh, search and subscribe, and it's free. It's it's wonderful. I really enjoy it. And uh, thanks to my friends at Twitch for doing this. It's uh, they reeled me in and some other people, and I'm like, this is new technology. Hey, it's owned by Amazon. It's got to be great.
1: There you go. Of course, it's got to be great, right?
2: Uh, make sure you're checking out InsideTheBirds.com. Adam's NF-
1: most recent NFL power rankings are up, and you can see who's in. First, Ooh, second, eagle. third, you can see where the Eagles are. So this Oof. has been a weekly treat from Adam for the last few weeks. Yeah, the Eagles um, and, are way the hell list. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And do us a favor, help us out. Uh, we haven't talked about this in a while, but it's it's very, very beneficial for us. So we appreciate it. If you go to Apple, if you're an Apple listener, and leave us a five-star review, um, it really helps us out a lot, and we need uh, as many as we can get. So if you love Inside the Birds, please head over to Apple. Just give us a quick five-star review. Leave a few nice, kind words. Ask a question, and we'll see it, and we'll answer your question on the podcast. So please do that for That's us. a good idea, yeah.
2: We, we You know, we need to get back to answering the questions. I love I love those, man. Those are I think we'll probably go and Ask ITB pretty soon anyway. We we're to. due for a good one. one. Good one, Absolutely. good
1: one. All right, let's get into some of the transactions over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours. Uh, first, we want you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ITB. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win using promo code ITB this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So obviously the biggest transaction, uh, if you want to call it that, is Lane Johnson is back at him. He announced that he's coming back uh, to the team. I assume uh, he will – well, I shouldn't assume, but I imagine he'll be back at practice this week. If you announce that you're back, I – Imagine he'll be back, yeah. and then of course Jordan Mailata should probably go back to left tackle, uh, and Andre Dillard. I would I would think goes back to the bench.
2: Yeah, look, he the interesting thing about this we really didn't talk about this before we should have is that he was he was still in the fifty three man roster. They did not put him on the reserve list, though he wasn't practicing. I, I thought for sure that because he's not, he, they knew he was not going to play. Well, why not use that roster spot? Put him on reserve when he when he when he thinks he's ready mentally and physically to play. Put him back on the roster, but they didn't do that. I don't know why they didn't use that extra roster spot. I know it only for a couple weeks, but geez, I I don't know. Um, but nevertheless, you're right. He's back. He's ready to go. And then Suapetta, you mentioned him on the last show, he was on uh, the COVID list for nearly two weeks, but he's now back on the 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 roster. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was. You're always always worried about with COVID that sometimes these these could be long-term. And as we speak here Wednesday morning, Dallas Goddard is still in the reserve COVID list.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's, you know, like you said, Wednesday morning hasn't happened yet. Um, They're just going to start to reconvene for practice. So we'll have to see. But with the Zach Ertz trade and with Tyree Jackson, you know, still on IR, but also not even ready to play an NFL game yet. I mean, we're talking about – Jack Stoll and the recently acquired Noah Togiai as potentially your only two starting tight ends, or no, I'm sorry, your only two rostered well, tight ends. Right. Unless there's
2: a, is there a guy on the practice squad that I'm missing? Actually, yeah. Stoll, well, stole, uh, right now, Togiai is on the practice squad. He's not on the 53. So technically, right, technically, let's see, here's what happened. The Eagles were smart. Mm-hmm. They learned their lesson. They protected him, protected him so someone can't sign him off there. Right. So obviously he's going to be added on Saturday. Uh, Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM, said last Friday uh, in his media briefing that Tyree Jackson's gonna be back, you know, soon, relatively soon. He didn't say what week. But as you said, he's gotta practice first.
1: Mm-hmm. This
2: guy didn't have a preseason. You know, he only, you know, he had a great training camp and it was a great story, but they still don't know about him. Right and Richard Rodgers. Oh, by the way, he was cut by the Carls when Zach because Ertz was they traded for Zach Ertz.
1: <laughs> it's like the six degrees of Zach Ertz here. Uh, so yeah, I would imagine if if Wednesday's practice happens and Dallas Goddard is not cleared or there and he's still on the COVID list, then maybe you'll hear about a transaction involving Richard Rodgers sooner than later. So we'll keep our eyes open for that. Uh, the Eagles also signed a wide receiver, Dion Kane. To the practice squad, they once again released linebacker Christian Ellis. Now I'm not. I'm starting to wonder if they're doing the practice squad
2: tango thing here with oh, Christian Ellis. With Ellis. This is, yeah, yeah, the third yeah. time that he's been on the practice squad here. Wow, it might be they obviously like him enough to keep bringing back. But let me give you a little intel on Deion Kane. So Dion Kane was out of Clemson, and he was the star of their OTAs. He was a six round pick of the Colts in 2018. Obviously, Sirianni knows him. That's why he's mm-hmm. here, Billy. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal. Talking to Colts about him at the time and and, and, and afterwards, he looked like they were so sh- – like, personal people know, Jeff. Sometimes their eyes fool them, but they were, to a man, everyone who was with them then in, in 18 was convinced this kid's going to be special. No one could cover him. Ran really good routes. He's a guy just under 6'2", might be six one and 3 quarters. Mm-hmm. They, they knew they were going to get it right. They were so convinced. Tears his ACL in training camp, never the same. Cut, hmm. I think. He only spent two years with them. Then was with the Steelers. Has like maybe 12 catches as an NFL player. It's never been the same. Such a shame. And look, you're just using the practice squad. The Eagles sometimes are very patient with guys that they feel they have a chance. And you look at all these undrafted guys they've been right about, Suopeta and, and others they've had in the practice squad on and off the roster so forth. So mm-hmm. you know what? Take a shot here with and It's a really good move by them because they have nothing to lose, and the head coach and and um, and Patullo, coach receivers at one point for the Colts, obviously knows them. So let's see what happens. And as we know, Eagles can use some size and physicality at the receiver position. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I wonder if the, if this is just simply a guy they're familiar with and 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 have a chance to develop, as you're saying, or are they? Are they a stickler on having three wide receivers on the practice squad because they already oh, have no. Travis Hightower? They already have Key Sean Johnson, so and then they had Travis Fulgham, who they released uh, about a week ago. So yeah. I don't know if, if this is you know a guy. You're right, it's a guy that they're familiar with, but I wonder if they would have signed a mm. wide receiver even if Kane was not available. That's that we'll never know. That's but a good question. They, they, they've had three all year long.
2: Yeah. I think okay. Interesting. Well, yep. So their their practice squad. Checkers were the aforementioned John Hightower, I mm-hmm. obviously. The Raven Clark, though, well, the Eagles, as I understand it, really seems as a tackle, not a guard, though he can play it. Sirianni knows this because he did he did play some guard for the Colts, but he's so long. Greg Cosell was talking about him a couple shows ago on a pregame show about what he'd saw from his college tape. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. super long arms. He's 35-and-a-half-inch uh, arms. And then Elijah Riley, every week, they really like this Elijah Riley. They're not letting anyone get him.
1: Yeah. Well, again, safety is not a position that they're very deep at. And they've got a lot of veterans, one coming off his second surgery. So you can understand that. I wonder if we're because John Hightower is someone they've protected quite a bit this year. I I wonder if there's going to be a time where we see John Hightower on the 53. I mean, you're Um, not getting a whole lot from your four and five receivers right now. Greg Ward and um, and J.J. Ortega Whiteside. And again, I wouldn't even suggest this if they hadn't keep protecting John Hightower. So it's not like they've elevated him because they've had enough guys for a roster for five, but I just wonder if at some point, if they feel like you got to play a young promising upside player, they've coached him here for a few weeks since, um, you know, doing the 53 and maybe that there's something that with all these protections that they see him getting better and he can give you something there. I, I just, Fair, I have fair, no fair. inside knowledge. Just kind of yeah. speculating based
2: on the situation here. Sure, because they keep protecting him. They obviously think he's either a maturing a little bit, or yeah. uh, they, they like his practice habits. And also with with Hightower because he's fast. He, he, he on the look team if uh, he could handle that. If they if there's a receiver they're trying to emulate, you know, because for a scout team you're you're okay. We want you to be right. this guy and wear the jersey of that receiver on the other team. Could be that. He better be Henry um,
1: Ruggs this week,
2: right? Yeah, and he could fly, right? Exactly. He, oh boy, no doubt <laughs> about it. Tenth, tenth overall pick two years ago. We'll talk about the Raiders on uh, Friday's show, but Ruggs starting to come on. No, it's a really good point, man. I, I'm but Deion Kane, man, it's such a shame. Uh, the chances are it's not going to work out because he he just he, the Steelers gave up on him. Um, the have never had great depth at receiver. Uh, it was also with Baltimore. Um, he was hurt in training camp, so you just hope. You hope uh, he's you know he's now twenty five years old. You hope that he get that somehow, some way, Eagles think enough of him that they could bring him to their offseason program next year and maybe develop him. Who knows?
1: We will see. All right, that's it for transactions. We can move into our uh, you know quarter quarter season uh, review and and uh, discuss what we've learned about the Eagles up until this point. Um, first, you've heard us been talking about our friends at BetQL.
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at Luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: If you want to get an advantage over your sports book, it's the only app you'll need to make smart bets. They've got this best bets computer model that scans over 350,000 unique bets a year to give you a best bet recommendation for every game across all major sports, along with the reason why you should place the bet. Their model covers everything from spreads to over-unders and player props. And if you don't want to use the model, if you're a researcher who likes to get down there and break it down yourself, that's fine. BetQL has the necessary tools for your research needs Everything from sharp data, line movement, team summaries, lineup and injury breaking news, even a leaderboard to track your success. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download BetQL. You can also head to try.betql.co ITB. Enter the discount code ITB at payment checkout, and you get 25% off their subscription offerings. And you can also check out their sportsbook offer page. If you live in one of the eligible states, you can claim free offers upon signing up at one of the many sportsbooks listed. So don't miss out on the chance to beat your sport, sportsbook this football season with our friends at BetQL. All right, Adam, let's uh, move into uh, the offense. It's a it's a really uh, popular topic to talk about today. Oh,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. it dominated <laughs> any, our show.
1: At, at all the last two weeks. Yeah, it's been,
2: you know, our, we certainly got a lot of calls about it. Uh, right, our show on The Fanatic, man. It was, it was. Uh, by the way, it's probably our favorite show in the two years we've been with The Fanatic. Mm-hmm. It was so great, and we did some nostalgia. Somehow, when you when you talk about a quarterback, all sorts of stuff comes up. Uh, Randall Cunningham's name came up. Jaws, of course. Nick Foles in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, R- Randall Cunningham. McNabb came up. Kevin. C- it was just phenomenal. Demarcus Russell. Demarcus <laughs> Russell. How you came up with that? Boy, you have a good member. And the calls were phenomenal. Yeah, really fun. smart takes and look, there there were calls against hurts, for hurts, but people were reasonable with their takes. They weren't like crazy with you know. You were talking about on our, our show that dropped money was yeah Monday, mm-hmm. how the, it was it got out of control with with the over the top stuff with the opinions and look, it's fans are fanatic, they're, they're fanatical. You know, I get it. Yeah, but no, it was. I, it was, it was a
1: great. Yeah, good. It was a great. It, it was level-headed. You know, I'd I'd said something where you're starting to hear and see like really angry people and starting to contradict them. Like you'll hear someone call in and say, uh, "That's our show," just any any show, and say they'll say like, uh, "You know, give Jalen Hurt some time. It's not fair to judge him after after this few games." That's which is a fine thing to say, but then they'll be like, "But this Nick Sirianni guy, he's terrible. He's got to go. His play calling sucks." It's like, well, wait a minute, if you're only giving one guy a few games, but you're not giving the other guy who's just new to the job. Well, also a few games and you're not being, you're not being fair about it. You almost, you, you like your guy more and you're going to attack the other guys. So, but I, I agree. I thought the calls we got were, were very balanced and, and obviously people are frustrated at him. Um, people are frustrated with all, with the, the offenses, one dimensionality to it. And then of course, I think people were really frustrated the last two weeks um, with Jalen missing some open guys either with his throws or just not seeing who's open, which is probably the biggest thing that he needs to show improvement on uh, over the next five, six, however many weeks is, is really, you know, staying in that pocket making that right read and not, not leaving too early and
2: keeping your eyes up the field is important too. All right. So let me add stuff from our previous show from, from the Bucks game. I have more tape stuff that I was given. from um, mm-hmm. Some good sources around the league. So, the footwork is his lower body mechanics are just not good enough. Uh, we did talk about on the, the previous show, but I just want to go a little bit more on his base. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm not going to stand up and do this, but I'm just going to show you as I – because he's, he's a right-handed thrower. You, you've got to get a – you've got to dig your – got to get your feet on the ground and, and have a good base and good balance – He's not rotating his hips well enough. He's not the timing with everything. You were, you were talking about this in the spring, mm-hmm. how they were they wanted to work on his release because he's got um a th- he's got an over the top release. Mm-hmm. They want to shorten up. It's more of a wind up, mm-hmm. which is which is hard to do. It's it, it's that's that's if he's a quarterback here next year, that's an off season. That's a complete rebuild of that. That that's not going to be easy. You want to shorten it up. He tries to, but it's it's certainly an issue. Here's something that's new that I got. Um, you mentioned the eyes. We're not talking about the maintaining his downfield focus. He needs to look off safeties better. Uh, this is an issue with progression reading. Where one of the things is once you once you get grow in the game or as a young quarterback, you'll start understanding. Yeah, some stuff schemed up. Like they'll 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 run they'll run the receiver. This receiver here at the safety to open up. So that way it opens up the other lane for the receiver to run through. But he also needs to do a better job. I was told, uh, looking off safeties. He's he, that's part of holding a safety you, you, may, you know, you make, you look here, you make, you make him think you're going there, but you're going here, that kind of stuff. Sure. And, and also the timing must be better. He's not, doesn't have that timing. I've mentioned he was timing was phenomenal against the Cardinals last year, uh, where he brought the team back and defense obviously collapsed. Um, that, that he's not really had that, although he had it in the Chiefs game. The Atlanta game, it was created for him by the scheme, mm-hmm. by the scheme they put in for that week just to get out of his hands, and he did a really good job of that. But that's not – that's more college timing. We saw some NFL timing in the Chiefs game, though it's still college offense. Uh, it seems like everybody says that now. It's not just us. They're not we're, No one's disagreeing. Baldy was all over it with uh, Avant last week on our show. So I understand this is – you know, he's in his 10th start. I get it. We need to see some of this improve. You know, this is a review show with Intel from our sources around the league. What do we want to see going forward? Because we've told you all along what we we thought needed to happen. It's now, or let's summarize it and see what people are saying going forward here, what needs to happen. This needs to sum it up. This needs to happen in terms of the things he can do a better job. with.
1: Yeah. I um, can't disagree. Your, your sources, uh, they know more about quarterbacking than I do, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get with that. I think some of the things we've, we've heard before and pointed out as far as the mechanics and the timing, um, I think if you look at those deep balls that he threw that were underthrown, if he gets the ball it, – he doesn't need any more arm on it. If he just gets the ball out of his hand first, that's the timing part of it, then it's a connection. But in order to do that, you have to feel that kind of natural comfort to throw – when a guy isn't already three steps open. And that's a big thing for a lot of quarterbacks, just the comfort to be able to rip it. Uh, You know, that's something Russell Wilson does really well. Russell Wilson doesn't have a – Russell Wilson can throw the ball 50, 60 yards. He doesn't have a strong, strong arm compared to Josh Allen, but he has such great timing that you'll notice when he throws those looping, high, very catchable fade balls that Tyler Lockett always seems to come down with. So, um, Oh, the rainbows. Oh, yeah, my he God. throws rainbow. Then, he throws looping rainbow. Right, right. Philip Rivers right. did too. Phillip Rivers was there a window was a, thrower.
2: Yes. Yeah, he had the shot put. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it can't juice on it though. The throw in that Arizona game, which was so great last year with the timing. I think it was to Jeffrey on the right sideline down the right rail. I can't remember exact. I thought it was Jeffrey. It mm-hmm. could have been Watkins. I remember one Watkins' of his first th- deep
1: balls at him was the 55 yarder to Rager on the left side against the Packers, where he threw it before right, right.
2: right off the line of scrimmage. But this game was by far the Arizona game. that He was so good in that game with timing. Even Cosell, who could be tough on quarterbacks, mm-hmm. said he threw us a sense of time for the first time in his career as a young quarterback last year. And it, he's not really gotten back to that timing. I can't answer that. I don't know why. I, I, need, to, I need to either go through myself or coaching tape or ask someone who would know um, what did, why did it work so well. But it stuck in my mind how well he threw the ball in that game with some timing Mm -hmm. because he never really did that much in college because of the offense that he played in. And Doug Peterson, they did some RPOs, but they did some stuff with him under center last year. So I'm trying to get a clear picture of what he was doing Mm -hmm. because that was a good, solid NFL quarterback game for a young guy. Right.
1: Speaking of under center, as we shift toward running backs, um, certainly we all agree they can be used more. Miles Sanders can be used more. It will be nice to see a little downhill style under center. Um, I, I, people think that there's something wrong with miles. I, I don't think so. I think he's just getting lost in, in an offensive scheme that just hasn't worked very well. I I, I don't see when he's running the ball, that there's anything wrong with him or he's, his vision's not great
2: or his speed isn't there. Do you? No, it's weird. Like it's to the point with Sanders usage that, and you were just talking about, there's nothing wrong with him. He Hmm. looks really good. He looks fine. I just don't, no one seems to have an answer. We were talking a little bit about this on the last show. But here's the thing, and Gainwall is thrown into this as well. There are certain things they could do with both of these guys outside in the passing game. We talked about lining Gainwall up, I don't know how many times at the exposition, because he did this at Memphis. They haven't done it at all. Actually, they did it, they might have done it the Atlanta-San Francisco game, I know they line him up out wide, but I don't know if it's truly the exposition, but, you know, these coaches say they don't use X and Z and Y. It's like inside and out receivers, whatever. But you need to use him more. And Sanders did it in that – if you recall the Minnesota game in 2019, Miles Sanders' first year, he caught the sluggo seam pass. uh, Mm -hmm. There was like 40 yards uh, here and there. And then the deep sideline pass way downfield. So we know he can do it. Why aren't they doing
1: it? Yeah. Can't answer that one. I think that's pretty much perplexed every come on, reputable man. source that we've spoken with on
2: what's going on there. You know, nobody gets it. Yes. Well, yeah. well, well, watch. It's ridiculous. Come on, man. This it's, is on. I don't want to hear. This is not Hertz's issue. This is a coaching issue. Show right. confidence in the guy. Let him run these plays. And if he doesn't do it, then then you can, then then you then it's on the quarterback. But come on. I agree. Man. It's, it's been a terrible job by the coaches to get these running backs involved. I am totally it. I agree. Yeah, for, remember what Sirianni said at training camp? Oh, it's not a secret. He was joking with. He, he's yeah. like, not breaking news here, guys. We're going to use the running backs in the passing game. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> when? What's happened lately? <laughs> he wasn't early. I, I don't know, man. It. I, hey, I think coaches a, a lot, a lot to learn here. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, look, this is a worst case scenario, right? But it's got to be something people are thinking about. It doesn't have to be like. The quarterback is more faulty than the the coach or the coach is more they both may not be doing great jobs. And I think that that's yes, fair and, well, and even they're, for they're the long term, both of them may not be be long yeah. for what they're supposed to be doing. I don't know. We'll see. We will
2: see. I, 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 I'm, I'm I I just don't understand the lack of creativity. I I you know, you and I have talked about this. We talked about it in the, the last show. Hurt's missed a bunch of throws he should have made. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about 20 passes here. It might be seven or eight. Uh, but and it's not I'm not excusing it. He's gotta be better. It's just simply has really dropped off the last two games. But you don't you don't as a play caller, oh well, he's struggling, so I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna do what I want to do to start the season. No, that's ridiculous. You you run your offense like you run it. Don't don't let what you perceive to be the kind of quarterback he has to be for you to run your offense. Right. I'm just telling you, I, I I don't know I I don't know Nick Sirianni, but based on what we're told about what our sources around the league are, are seeing, they're just like this has got to be a college offense. It's the only way it could function. I don't buy that. With oh, you 100.
1: Um, God. the receivers, the receivers, <laughs> sometimes they get lost in I'm our conversation. Up. I'm fired right? up. I'm fired up. No, you should be. Sometimes the receivers get lost in our conversation because Keep it's going. always about the quarterbacks and about the play calling and vice versa. But there's, there's, you know, there's times they do things well. Devonte Smith is, com, has clearly shown that he is as good of a route runner as you're going to see, especially from a rookie in this league. Um, then there's the other guys, you know, whether it's Jalen Rager or Quez Watkins, and they kind of they're here, then they disappear, and there's really been no consistency. I think the hope is that Dallas Goddard gets healthy here and and well, and gets into the offense and really starts to command more targets. Um, he better get the ball he, he needs oh. to but again the middle oh. of the field has been an area where jalen has just not felt comfortable throwing the ball so we've got to see if dallas goddard can f- make him more comfortable if he feels more comfortable ripping it to a big guy like
2: that well okay so that's my next point here you you mm-hmm. you, you set me up and you and i really well here because i know you have some information on this there have definitely been inbreakers. breakers he's not pulling the trigger this is what i was talking about in the last show which happened in the Tampa Bay game. This is the first time that I was told it was really bad. The mm-hmm. Tampa Bay game. Look, it had not been. There was there were spotty times when he should have thrown the ball in the intermediate area on curls, but this game was bad. In that again, NFL open is different than college open. NFL open might just be a leveraged shoulder. He's you see the guy running inside. Don't mm-hmm. worry about if if the corner's right on his back. Throw him the football. It's a timing throw. It's on the receiver. He doesn't get it. Right. That's the problem that people in the league. See, when they see Philly's tape, they're like, man, this kid's just not seeing it. He's not, doesn't get it. Right. Uh, I know. We know he's being coached to do it. I'm sure he's always. He's just got to pull the trigger.
1: And I think with the receivers, it's fair to say they got to play a little more physical, physical. Like for example, in the first half, the Buccaneers played a lot of um, too deep, but man underneath. So, you know, two-man, two safeties are keeping everything in front of them, but they're allowing the underneath coverage to be physical. And that's where you have to do a good job of getting off that press and getting open in a short area. And that's where twitchy guys like Devontae and Jalen Rager really should get open more, but there were times that they struggled. Now, also, a lot of times we're talking third down here, and so the defense kind of knows what's coming. You know, you're when you're one-dimensional, you're giving – a little tip off to the defense anyway, but I feel like those two guys um, got to fight a little bit harder to get open in those short area situations and get the balls. So, yeah, yeah. Fight through contact. Yeah. Great, great, Ray great Rager. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just said great terminology. That's exactly what they need
2: to do. Yeah. So Rager who's built really well, he needs to win. Like mm-hmm. he needs to win. Just, he's got it in him. He did this in college. He wasn't running a nine route all the time. He ran in breakers. Mm-hmm. Uh Hertz has got to get it to Rager. He's got to do that. Quez Watkins, okay. Another question. I, I here's a question for you. We know he runs a really pretty good, damn good nine route. Okay, we know that he's he's explosive as hell. He does run occasionally an inbreaker. What kind of role should you have? We're we're heading now to uh, to week seven against the Raiders. Well, I was we're hoping you would to, have yeah. a vertical yeah. slot role, Adam. You know that. Well, they line him up in the slot a lot. I but we, he but it doesn't have to be. Can he just run a stop route like? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like he needs to get the ball mark because he's running. I want to see him run after catch. I know what you're getting at. As a vertical slot, you could get him going forward, and boy, he's off to the races, right? Yep. Yep. Right. And I love to see Plus, that.
1: use his speed to clear safeties and bring those crossing route or and, and shallower routes open for Devontae and for, Great point. for Jalen. I mean, it's been established now that Quez Watkins can beat teams over the top. So I would try to, use, you know, use him as a vertical slot like you use Nelson Aguilar, throw it to him on the scramble play when play breakdown and you see him deep. He's good at that. He seems to be good at coming back for the ball. I think he caught one against Tampa in that way where uh, Jalen left the pocket and he came came back for it. So, uh, yeah, there's 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 a role. But it's hard to really look the, the way the offense has been so scattered. It's hard to even know who's supposed to be getting targeted how many times they're just out there trying to put something together. For the last two weeks, that that's even functional. So we'll see. Uh, offensive yeah. line's been good. I mean, look, it, it's been a it's been a patchwork offensive line, but I think the protection has not been bad at all. There are, you know, Q and A did a good job of mentioning this, and it'll be out on Thursday morning, six a.m. But when they do give up ground, it'll be a little bit. You know, they noticed that they felt Jalen was leaving the pocket as soon as the offensive line got pushed back a little bit. But sometimes what you'll see is. An offensive line might give up ground off the initial snap or the initial burst, but then fight, punch back and, and reset the line a little bit there or give the quarterback enough time to throw. So you have to, you know, as long as you're not getting imploded right from the snap, they have not been imploded right from the snap, but
2: consistently. Um, well, in Tampa, they did get blown up a little bit. They they had, they, I would say they had some small issues in that game with um, Vitavea, um, they had a decent amount of quarterback pressures That's or fair. just breaks in the where they moved, the, where they moved the Eagles offensive line a little bit. Uh, wasn't their best game. Wasn't the worst game. I thought they were better on average from what I'm told. But mm-hmm. um, but you're right, though, overall, through the six games, even been pretty solid through all the you know, it's funny. Last year that they, they had like the worst injury situation on the offensive line they've probably ever seen <laughs> right <laughs> up there. Yeah. This year, it's been obviously they've missed a lot of guys, but they're holding up. They're 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 hanging in there. They're not doing bad. Look, thank goodness for the, their sake that Malada's injury wasn't serious, grade one MCL. So he missed a couple games. He came back. Dillard's been a I don't want to say a revelation, but he's been a nice surprise as a pass protector. Still mm-hmm. really good at it. Uh, you know we, you know we don't know about a run blocker because the Eagles simply have not run the ball. I I believe yeah they're still lowest rush attempts by running backs by far. Uh in the National Football League, it's—I didn't expect this. I'll be honest with you; I was way wrong. I didn't—I didn't think. I didn't—I'd never even f- considered that a guy who worked for um, Frank Reich, Nick Sirianni would uh, abandon <laughs> the run game. It's like it doesn't even exist. It's like—is Miles Sanders still on this football team? Uh, it's a
1: good question. There's definitely an MIA out for Miles Sanders. Jeez, where, really? where has he been? I know. Think about it. The Eagles are 15th in the NFL in rushing at 113.7. But take away the scramble yards, and it's going to probably be a whole lot lower. I mean, if you like you just said, running back yardage has got to be really, really low for this team.
2: I mean, I, I, here's another thing: someone asked me this on Twitter. I, I I meant to address it last week, so it was a couple weeks ago. I get Boston Scott's not a part of it. He, that he for whatever reason, despite how good he looked in in the preseason or or actually training camp. Excuse me. He, he, off season, we heard he wasn't great. And then pre the training camp, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. What did he do not to be a part? Like, this is another issue with Siriana. I have. I'm sorry, I don't want to make this a Siriana show. We've we criticized Hertz, folks. Those, those of you who've taken shots at Hertz, we've addressed it. We're trying to be fair. But you can't tell me that Boston Scott is not tall enough to be. Could you get him some time? Like, what is help me out here? I'm am I'm, I'm, I'm like collecting dust
1: way. right now. I mean, he's not even returning kicks. It's almost like, well, why is he on the roster? <laughs> right? Thank I mean, look, you. That's what it. What is thank he you. occupying Could a roster spot for? And don't is Huntley still on the practice squad? Do they still have Jason or Justin? I forgot. Yeah, you know, I forgot about him. What happened to him? I don't I think he's still on the practice squad. Is he not? Is he still there? He is, yes. He's still there. I forgot about him. Then what do you Wait, need most of these guys for? <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, right. Well, no, Huntley. Okay. Who's a change up. He, he, he never, we know he was, he had no chance because he doesn't, he, they have that guy in, in, uh, in Gainwell. Jordan yeah. Howard. Okay. I guess if something happened to Sanders, he couldn't yeah, play. He'd too, be on the man. roster. Yeah. Right.
1: This, Jesus. But, this geez. team has what? Five running backs and they use a half of them. I don't know. One. Half Why don't
2: they even have it? it? I mean, I know we're, we're being facetious here, but they don't even use them. Like what? I know. It's crazy. All right, let's transition to the
1: defense. Uh, First, we'll tell you to check out our friends at phlsportsnation.com, enhancing the fans' experience with their coverage of Philadelphia sports teams. They are for the fan, by the fan. That's their motto, so make sure you check them out right now at phlsportsnation.com and on Twitter at phlsportsnation. And we'll pause real quick for a word from our other great sponsors, including our friends at Sky Motor Cars.
0: Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned vehicles that people all over the country want and need. Owner Brett shoulder, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225.
1: And if you uh, do stop by at Sky Motor Cars in Westchester, PA, tell them Adam and Jeff sent you. You'll get a great deal. Don't tell them Ben Simmons sent you. You'll probably get kicked out. Of the place. <laughs> by the way,
2: <laughs> Steve Nelson uh, of the Eagles has his, you know, he got his, uh, one of his cars there, just nice. got one there. Uh, you know Wentz also had a very good deal with them. And if they've, and uh, Sheldon Brown, you go back for decades, man, Sheldon yeah. Brown, I was one of the first Eagle customers, and Devontae uh, Maddox, Dallas Goddard. The, the list yeah. goes on.
1: Quentin Michael said he he knows Brett Shoulder, so yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's yeah. in the Eagles
2: family there. Choice of the Eagles players, man, very cool. Definitely.
1: All right, let's talk about Jonathan Gannon's defense and his just overall philosophy. Because oh, you've seen one. some changes lately. You've seen them be a little bit more aggressive, a little more deceptive ever since Rodney McLeod came back. I think that's given him. He's good, dime. by the way. Yeah, you've seen Dime after uh, you know the whole we don't really have a dime package. Well, Rodney came back and. Now they have a dime, but there's still some more I feel like they can do, right? I mean, don't you feel like they're – you know, you watched that first quarter against Tampa Bay, and it was just like, here, Tampa, just take – just whatever you that want was, to get. That was Go embarrassing.
2: Ahead, I I, I got to tell you, I couldn't tell watching the game on TV. I, I watched the, the All-22 or uh, – Jesus Sunday or Monday, whenever they put it up. That and was, I had heard – I can't I,
1: figure that thing out.
2: Okay. I, I – I, it, it's a little bit, it's, you know, it's not it's not as good as it used to be uh, on NFL.com, unfortunately. But, hey, it's all they have. Uh, it's all we have if we want to watch it. So, anyway, I I had heard that they were actually on another island, the safeties, on the first two series. <laughs> I'm telling you, they gave up 40 yards of space on those. It, it was, it's embarrassing. Like, what has happened? Like, here's the thing. Like, you and I had heard when they hired this Jonathan Gannon how smart he was and Mm-hmm. It's going to be innovative, and okay. We told we were told they're going to play zone. Okay, fine. They're doing that. We're not seeing the matchups that we saw. We've seen a little bit of pattern matching, not as much as we thought we would see. they 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 play more zone than anybody. I, I this is impossible to find. I don't think we could find the stat, but I'm going to check with some people in the league and see if they have the stat. I know they don't play. They don't do very much post snap disguise at all. They did. They've done a little bit more than they were earlier in the season where they weren't doing any of it. Week one they did it against Atlanta and they stopped doing it. and Then they were doing it occasionally, but not very much. Mm-hmm. The first two series, like, what was the plan here? Like, I, why would you do that against Tom Brady? Why would you, why would you think that would work? You don't think him and AB are going to work the intermediate air where AB is better than anyone in NFL history? Work the intermediate as a receiver? It's unbelievable. Uh, At Thirty-four think, years
1: old. I think, and Jonathan Gannon sort of confirmed it in his press conference. I think that they felt that Tampa Bay would lean a little heavier on the run than normal. And that anytime that Tom Brady put the ball in the hands of a running back, that was a win for the Eagles. The problem was, Leonard Fournette averaged what four yards a carry or something? He had eighty yards on twenty carries. I forget what the. Oh, it would have been way
2: higher than that, other than the short, the short yards carries took him under. I think it might have been three nine, but you know he did a bunch of short yards. Right. yeah, he had
1: the he had the goal line carries that. Uh, the, yeah. But I mean, anybody who watched Leonard Fournette they looked know. like he we was like
2: Adrian Peters. I mean, he was running very hard. <laughs> he was running over guys. I mean, dragging guys, man. He was dragging number seven, wearing an odd number, but I think it was number seven. Yeah, but anyway, very yeah, strange. He- he was dragging guys, taking guys for a ride, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he had a 20-yard
1: run, um, so he, he ran effectively against them. And Ronald Jones even got in there 20 yards on uh, on five carries. So, all together, 100 yards rushing, and the Eagles will tell you that that's a win because they kept the ball on the ground. The only problem is, you know, they, got the turn- they only got one turnover, and um, they didn't get as many third-down stops as they want. And I'm going to guess that they're – Chalking that up to going up against Tom Brady, and they think that the same formula will work a lot better against Derek Carr and uh, and uh, John John uh, Jared Goff, and we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. This, this, Adam, yeah, you know this, his personnel, right? Like I'm, I, you, I'm I'm not saying I'm in love
2: with Jonathan Gannon or
1: anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just that,
2: disappointed. I, I'm not. I'm not saying he can't do a good job eventually. I and mean, he's shown. He's he's certainly shown some spurts of wow, okay, this guy's really good. Yeah, but he's also shown the Dallas game. I understand the execution was really bad, but the 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 um, they didn't work carry their zones well. They they um the, the the defensive front scheme was terrible in that game. Mm-hmm. A couple of people around the league told us it was. Right. They right. um they weren't getting it. That his yeah, I understand you have to guess what a team's going to do, but you, you got to be. We're talking about the best quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. I understand, like people say, oh, nothing will work against them, but you have to try. You can't stop. Oh, throw your hands up. Let's hope he runs. Let's hope it like Yeah,
1: you mentioned Jim Johnson the last time they played, uh when Jim was you know, the defensive coordinator and they went up to Foxborough and uh was it you or maybe it was Quentin Michael I was talking about on Q and A, I forget. But um Jim yeah. Johnson's plan was for four Vaughn it was Vaughn. Oh maybe it was Jim. was it I have to feel like Q would have known. Well, we this definitely talked about quality.
2: I think I think uh uh, yes,
1: that's what it might have been. Yeah. That, Jim Johnson's plan was to play a different defense every single quarter just to confuse him. And, I yeah, love that. Show him something different. I love that. Guy. I'm such a fan of Jim Johnson. Well,
2: yeah, he was great. Jim, Jim Johnson, very quickly here, for uh, Eagle fans who are a little bit younger, the, the late defensive coordinator of the Eagles for many years under Andy Reid, he would say things at press conferences he knew it might get him in trouble. Like he, sh- he revealed stuff he, he ah, ah, I should have said that. Who cares? He'd, he'd laugh. <laughs> he was a gruff but lovable guy. He's a great. He was such a great man, special guy. Awesome, we got to get Q to tell more stories. I love that guy.
1: So. Yeah, no, he was great. He was great. But yeah, you're right. Um, so so Gannon basically came in and said, "Oh, well, hopefully we'll do what we can to make them run the ball, and hopefully stop the run." And they did a bad job. And and why did they do a bad job of stopping the run? Because they don't have great run stopping personnel. So you can say, "Well, gee, that's kind of an idiotic game plan to try to make them run." when you don't have great run-stopping personnel. But guess what? <laughs> You're not going to have great personnel to stop Tom Brady and Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin either. So. Thank you. Touchdown. But they didn't make plays either. You know, O.J. Howard uh, caught a lot of balls, but yeah. he got a lot of yards after contact. You got to Rah- stop that guy yeah. after he catches the ball. Yeah. So that's also on the players. But I agree. There was it was There's a softness to what they do on defense that is very, very hard to watch. But I feel like personnel is the biggest issue more than scheme or defensive coordinator. And we're going to be asking would, that question this offseason. season. Can this team, well, can this team get him the personnel he needs when they have failed at certain great positions
2: for a it, long time? 100% correct. For off season. No question when they go into the offseason, the word that uh, you know just checking checking with some people on the league who look at Philly's tape you cannot run when they run 30 when they run their 34 Typically teams that run a 34 have sizable inside linebackers. Cause you have two inside linebackers, and two outside linebackers, mm-hmm. but at least one of them has got to be, you would hope somewhat of a thumper, someone who's physical, who's got decent size, like Logan Wilson of the Bengals. I
0: mm-hmm.
2: was the first pick of the third round two years ago. He's had a really, he's off to a good start. Uh, you need one of those guys. Not, they don't, they don't run a 34, but I'm just giving you an example of a guy who's got size. Yep. So you don't have to have Luke Keekley, for goodness sake, but you need to have someone with size and, you make a great point here because if you move it forward to next year, assuming Gannon doesn't change what he's doing in terms of, okay, I want still want some 34, mm-hmm. you've got to have that. And you you know what you also have to have up front? Josh Sweat is not a good fit for a 4-I in and in a 34. He's just not. He's not. You want him getting upfield, okay? You want him. He's lost in the sauce in the 34. You've got to get guys who are – now, he's long, but he's not wide. You need right. guys 6'5", like Will, Will Golston, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who's a defensive end for number 92. It was a long, long time uh, 43 end before Todd Bowles came in here. He's perfect for a 34 Why He's 6'6", 280. You know, that's... That, that's he's, yeah, you need somebody who's... Uh, you need someone stout. Well, well, someone
1: who's used to getting now, off blocks yeah. and stopping the run. Absolutely. Run. You, got you need... if it, right. the, So, Golston's an end, right? And then, obviously, he yeah. becomes more like an interior lineman because they bring an offensive lineman down in the 3-4, but there are some 4-3 defenses that Run similar cover to like Eberfluss in Indianapolis, which is where Gannon and John Gannon came from. And I believe, I can't remember the man's name, but they have a like a 320 pound run stuffing guy for a first. Well, and you know, who they down to do that.
2: You know, who they had, uh, who was who was fantastic. He's now with Tennessee, sort of a journeyman, but he's really good. Is um, Danico mm-hmm. Autry, okay? Who, who's remember him? He's now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, yeah Right. Yeah, he's now with Tennessee. He used to be the Raiders and the Colts, and then, uh, you know, the Colts they made the big move last year for um, Buckner, who's incredible. He's, I mean, he's super long. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they run at forty three, but he's super long. You could play end or tackle six seven two ninety. Right. So it's look, it's it's all relative uh, to the scheme that you, you, you that you run, but you're absolutely one hundred percent right, and it's a real. It'll be the number one issue for the the, the Eagles defense going uh, to 22 mm-hmm. is what is the front office going to do to help Gannon? You make a fair, f- very fair point. We're not totally absolving him. He's, he's done a shaky job, but you've got to give him personnel that fit his scheme. Uh, Rose Rosen, the Eagles GMs so has just kind of accepted. For years, they've been ignoring the linebacker. Mm-hmm. They invest in in offensive, defensive lines, and they're right, but it does not give you the right to ignore the linebacker position, which they've done, and they've always been bad there.
1: Uh, they have'm saying less have than average a lot of a lot of remaking for this
2: uh Eagles defense in the offseason. well 17 there obviously it's 17 um they had uh the guy they got from Buffalo who's now retired who's the kid that uh the guy that uh, the, the, the the tough guy what's the what uh, right Bradham who was really good now yep. Jordan Hicks was the third round pick was terrific yep but overall michael Kendrick's many years ago They've largely ignored the position, and right now you cannot to help Gannon out. they got to do that next year.
1: Michael Kendricks was the backup linebacker for that team. He got forced in, obviously, when Jordan Hicks went down. They played more dime also and brought Jenkins in because they didn't love Kendricks as a three-down linebacker, so they played a lot of dime when they could and got Kendricks off the field and had Bradham as the lone linebacker, and then they would bring Malcolm Jenkins into the box. But Michael, Michael Kendricks – if he were this, I know he just got signed by San Francisco. Um yeah. If he was the 2017 version of Michael Kendricks, who was a good backup linebacker, is probably the best linebacker on this Eagles team right now. Probably.
2: Is he, I guess, he's in his 30s now, right?
1: No, I'm saying if you took the 2017 version. Oh him, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: is sure. probably their be, a best linebacker they would have right yeah, now. now. Yeah, he's 31
2: now. Yeah, yeah, I would. Say, yeah, 27. then, Yeah, sure, sure. 20, yeah. 27. Yeah. Sure. So,
1: all right, Um, let's see, defensive backs, obviously, um, you you mentioned, I think they want to do a little bit more on the back end, but they they needed Rodney to come back first. Avante Maddox, by the way, quietly having a really nice season in the slot.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned we've really been negligent talking about him. You know why? As you said six months ago, could they just leave him in the slot? Guess what? They have, And and he's doing well. It's called putting a player in a position to succeed,
1: and he is playing well there. Look, I think the secondary is a chance here, Adam, to kind of um, really help out this defense over the next four or five. There's no more Patrick Mahomes. There's no more Tom Brady. There will be Dak, but that's way down the road. I mean, you're, you've got Derek Carr coming up. Then you've got um, the, kid, the the Goff from Detroit. Then you'll have Winston. Then you'll have um, uh, Broncos guy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay? Oh, Herbert, though. They got Herbert. And Justin Although Herbert. He
2: played – yeah. Yeah. It was awful against the Ravens, but he's been terrific up to that game. And Right. Uh, Daniel Jones twice, whose line is all beat up. Sure. Uh, Zach Wilson, and uh, who knows what they're going to do. Washington twice, whether Heineke was my friend Scott Scott Farrell calls Heineken. I love that. Heineken. Heineken. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then they don't well, play Dak to week 17. So, you're right. right. It's a good point. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah, they, just... they have some good – their car was doing great. And then he really was bad for two games and he was good last week and that went over the Broncos. So mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm intrigued to see because I I know it's gonna happen. I don't call I'm not a fan, but it's sort of blind faith. I just believe, based on what we were told, that this staff has a chance to be pretty good. Well, they need to show it. I'm choosing to believe that Gannon's gonna get it right because he's it's the filling out process. As you said, they got the cloud back now, It looks very good, surprisingly, coming off the ACL this early. It's it's a good sign.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I think it's an opportunity these next five, six, whatever, how many games you want to call it until they face you know, Herbert or, or Dak. But mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to test out the theory that you let them keep the everything in front of you, and if your pass rush is good, which it should be, those quarterbacks will make a mistake, they'll throw a pick, and you'll flip the field. That's what Jonathan Gannon believes. He has, for the most part, done a good job of keeping most of the action in front. There, of course, there have been a, a few explosive plays, but not nearly as many as in the past. The problem is they've been getting chewed up on the ground. So here's an opportunity to do a little bit better job against the run. We'll see. Starts with Josh Jacobs on Sunday, right? And then put to to, to test your theory that if you do that and you keep everything in front, that you're going to force mistakes by the uh, opponent
2: and you're going to be able to turn the ball over and stop them on third down. Let's see it. Well, they're not a big – we'll talk more about this on Friday. Carson's not a big turnover guy, but – their line isn't great. There's an opportunity here to steal one from right. the Raiders because the Raiders had an unbelievably emotional game. I'm talking to a couple people who I know with the Raiders. It you couldn't even imagine what they had to go through. Mm. And they had an unreal win. Now they got to go they go back home for a non-conference game. I just know mentally, I'm not saying the Eagles will win it, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did because this is a this is a, like a, a a humpback game, you know, it's sort of like in between mm-hmm. another game, or another game now. Of course, they have two. Um, th- this is a game. It's, it, it's just like I'm not saying the, 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 they're they're right in the, th- the fact they're tied for first place right now. So this is an important game for them because it's not like Major League Baseball. This game actually means something, right? But they play they play the lowly Giants. Uh, they they go to the, the this is their last game uh, um, for the bye, Then they play the Giants after the bye. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be fascinated to see if if Gannon and Sirianni could get themselves together. For this game, because Gannon showed some good things. One thing I did want to mention before we get out of here, mm-hmm. they started they start changing the coverages up. Once they started to get the, the the Bucks to punt the football a little bit, yep. Um, they started moving up their safeties; they weren't so deep. They mm-hmm. tighter zones, and better handoff in the zones, and they, you know that's some of that's on the players. There, obviously, it's not all Gannon. It's the and the, the coaches. It's it's on the players. Sometimes they got to do their job, and they were doing it better. No doubt about it. We will
1: give you a way more comprehensive preview. Of this Eagles Raiders game, first game ever for the Eagles at Allegiant Stadium in Las yeah. Vegas, uh, when we come out with our Friday
2: spaceship. morning podcast. What's that? It's a spaceship, but it's really it cool does looking.
1: look like a spaceship. I feel like every football stadium that's been built in the last five to six years looks like a spaceship. But yeah, they are all very high tech looking and uh, pretty pretty awesome. And I know a lot of Eagles fans will be there. We'll have it oh, yeah. previewed. We'll have it covered. Soup to nuts on Friday. Uh, And that'll be it for this edition of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Big thanks, as always, to our producer, Hunter Brody. Check out his uh, YouTube channel. It's called Sports Talk with Broads, and his new website is broadsmedia.com. And as always, we thank you for flying with us
2: Inside the Birds.